Welcome to Superman and Lois, the New Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're gearing up for Crisis on Infinite Earths, and in particular, Superman and Lois's role in that crossover on the CW before their show hopefully begins next fall. So we've got a lot of Crisis stuff to get into. We'll talk a little bit about officially released stuff, such as posters, images, and trailers. We won't go into anything spoilery other than officially released stuff or anything like set visits or set set photos or anything like that anything but we'll just get into officially released stuff so if you are spoiler phobic we will be talking about some officially released stuff we'll also be talking about the comic book later so if you don't want to know anything about the comic book you can jump off after that but let's start with the news we have a poster for crisis on infinite earths quite a poster it is i might say what do you think of it yeah this is there's a huge huge focus on all of the characters uh, but we get to see at least two different supermen right there we see brandon routh's and tyler hecklin's supermen so that's really cool to see and we see lex uh over in the corner but yeah i i like this um it's flashy it's cool monitors up there over everything and we get to see the different earths uh so so far i really like this uh i would put one of the supermen big bold and center like they did with batwoman but that's just me yeah yeah <laughs> you can you can always find room for more superman but uh having said that it's a really cool poster it looks good i like the colors i like the layout, everything, you know, I think the CW's posters have gotten better over the years and this is one of their more ambitious ones yet. So I think it, it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm wondering if this is more for the first three parts and these characters here might have a bigger role in the first three parts, or if this is a poster indicative of all five episodes and these are going to be the characters that have big roles in all five episodes, but from the Superman and Lois related characters that we know of, obviously Tyler Hecklin, Superman, Bitsy Tolix, Lois Lane, Brandon Ralph, Superman, and John Cryer's Lex Luthor all get a, a decently sized little bit of area there to go with all the other heroes that have been used over the years on the CW. We also got what the CW is calling Trailer 1. It is really just 24 seconds of footage, so I, I struggle to call that a trailer, but the full trailer is usually released about one week out for these crossovers, so we're probably not going to be able to talk about that on the show, but these 24 seconds, what do you think, Zach? Uh some really cool stuff that we haven't seen before like he said not a whole whole lot of it especially uh superman related although we do get some shots of hecklin um and him and lois holding a baby baby john and it looks like they're not on earth based on the clothing they're wearing and kind of the like futuristic cool looking background setting that they're in i paused and looked around there and it looks like it's supposed to be on some other place maybe on argo i don't know what you thought about that yeah i think that Looking at it, I don't remember what Argo, if we saw interior sets of Argos, I think we saw a couple on Supergirl season three, that would have been when Argo was featured. I don't remember what they looked like, but I'm guessing that's on Argo. They're still there. I could see the story starting out with Clark and Lois on Argo with the baby still presumably, and then the monitor or Harbinger has to go retrieve them, bring them back. Uh, baby looks cute. Look a little, little giggle in there. And then we get to see the two of them together. Um, yeah, it does look like they're in Kryptonian type garb. So I like the looks of that. As for the rest of it, we don't get to see, we get several quick shots of Hecklin Superman. He doesn't get any dialogue. He's in the background of a lot of photos and that's it for Lois. They don't get any dialogue. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. There's a lot going on. It flashes a bunch of characters and flashes that worlds are ending. And that's kind of the point of crisis. So that makes sense. Yeah. We also got one glimpse of Tom Welling and a line of dialogue from Brandon Rouse Superman, which was cool to see. Um, there were also several little teasers for Crisis, uh, about 15 seconds each for each show, it looked like. Uh, 
not any Lois in any of these limited Superman again, heckling Superman in the background of stuff. We do see a death of Superman and an homage to the death of Superman with a cape waving on some Earth. We don't know what Earth or, or what's going on there, but we do see the iconic death of Superman image from Superman number 75 back in 1992. We do get to see that there. Do you think that means anything for anything we know or is this just some random earth or what do you think that means yeah it's it's hard to like try to draw conclusions from it like from literally a second of that of that waving even if it's just an homage it's it's obviously pretty iconic and it looks really cool so even if it doesn't mean anything going forward if it's just kind of a throwaway thing it's still really cool to see but who knows they they said they want to make this super ambitious so that would be something pretty ambitious to add to this crossover do you think do you think it is Routhwelling or Hecklin? I think they, yeah, I think it might be. Well, I, I I don't know. It doesn't look like any of theirs from what we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would surprise me a little bit. I think this could be establishing they're on just some random Earth, or um, but it could be a, a random Superman we've never met, or a random Supergirl we've never met. It could be Helen Slater's Supergirl. There's a lot of options there. It could just be. I'm thinking right now it's just a random Earth, yeah. Uh, because if they're showing that, it's probably something that happens early in the crisis. But that is just a guess for me. I'm thinking this could be a worth Earth where I don't know this. Everything around it reminds me of Commandy's time. Like I'm yeah. expecting a Statue of Liberty in the background <laughs> uh, as a reference to Planet of the Apes. And so in Commandy's time, the Mighty One is missing. It wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. But um, it is cool to see the death of Superman imagery in live action, uh, even if I hope it's not any of the supermen we know yeah yeah i i'm probably like 90 percent sure that like you said it's some random earth that they're not going to spend much time on just kind of establishing how crazy things are in this crossover but i'm holding on to the 10 percent chance i don't want one of them to die but there is a 10 percent chance i think that maybe it's one of the three the big supermen well i'm not saying there's that small of a chance that one of them dies i'm just i don't think they would show that that early right. but we'll see yeah. There's also a ton of photos from Crisis Part 1 and Part 2 are out now. Um, we won't go through all of these, but we do. This was actually our first look of Clark and Lois with Baby, presumably on Argo. Yeah, they're still wearing the kind of funky looking clothes that are supposed to tell you that they're not on Earth uh, that we see in the, the trailer. So yeah, like you said, it's probably on Argo. We do see wedding rings on them. So it looks like the wedding has already happened. Who knows if we get to see any of that at some point in the crossover. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I can't tell how old the baby is at this point. If you think Lois was a few months pregnant, last one, she should be, this baby should be about six months old if it, if it went full term, but maybe time happens differently on Argo or there's any, or maybe this is a flashback. Uh, there's any number of explanations for there. It's interesting that they have the wedding rings on. Um, yeah, maybe they got a, had a Kryptonian wedding and maybe they'll have one on earth too, or, or maybe they're just married now uh i think it's interesting that it happened off screen i'm a little disappointed if it did happen off screen i kind of wanted to see that just because why not but it is cool to see them them married and and the baby there yeah and we we talked about the last last time when we were talking about the show that we'd be fine with flashbacks when once the actual show comes to air and they have their own superman lois show so if they do end up not showing the wedding in the crossover that that could be something that they could definitely show on the TV show in the form of a flashback of some sort. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Other images from episode one is just a lot of standing around. We see a lot of Heckling Superman standing around and stuff like that. It looks cool, uh, but not much to add to it. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time speculating on it. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of Brandon Routh, but he's not wearing 
any of the uh, the Superman costume. He's in his Ray Palmer Adam suit thing. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting how they juggle the him playing both Adam and Superman. And then for part two, we get our first look of Tom Welling back on the farm. Some people read into the fact that he has gloves on and is using tools for farm work. That could mean something or it could just be these hiding in disguise there. Uh, you know, there's also Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne. And we get to see a lot of Brandon Routh at the Daily Planet here. It looks like he goes from being Clark to Superman. There is a background Daily Planet image that is directly from the sequel to Kingdom Come, which was JSA Kingdom Come. And that is an image that is directly out of there by Alex Ross, which can imply what may have happened on his Earth. Uh, What do you think of Routh here? Routh looks really, really good. And this makes sense. He was cast in a big budget Hollywood movie to be Superman Clark Kent. So it makes sense that he looks good as that character. But yeah, this looks cool. Um, I love the reference to Kingdom Come sequel to Kingdom Come in the background. They don't need to do these small things, but it's really cool. I The picture, if you zoom in really far, you can see that the um, the news article, The Planet Attack, which is like a frame right from it, it says it's written by um, Mark Wade, who wrote Kingdom Come and the sequel. So just like these tiny little nods that are cool that don't really affect the story um but yeah overall i think brandon ralph looks really really good and we get to see see him from a whole lot of different angles and we get to see good close-ups of hecklin and ralph's um suits and see kind of the small detail changes between them and they both look really really good yeah and it looks like hecklin is maybe going to recruit ralph superman which is pretty cool him jumping over to ralph's earth and and trying to talk and talk him into joining the fight or, or whatever's going on there i think that's That could be really cool. We also get to see Lois and Iris with what looks like the Book of Destiny from last year's Elseworlds crossover. And then Lois and Clark, as well as Iris, are on the Kent farm, probably talking to Tom Welling and Erica Drance's version of those characters. Yeah, and Tom Welling, we only have that one picture of him in this article, but he looks looks really, really good. Um, And it's just awesome to see him with the red flannel on Kent farm again. That's just very heartwarming. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's also a photo of Erica Durance and Tom Welling on the Kent farm, which is, is cool to see. In the background is what looks like the red truck from Elseworlds, which I don't think there was ever one quite like that on Smallville. Uh, but so does that mean they're on Earth 38? Does that mean they're on Earth Smallville? Could be Earth 1. Who knows? I think there's going to be a lot of jumping around on this, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting closer. We're just less than a couple weeks away. Let's talk about the comic book series, the 12-issue Maxi series from 1985, 1986, written by Marv Wolfman, art by George Perez, lots of other people involved. Uh, if if you were going to explain Crisis to someone who maybe watches these shows a little bit or doesn't and is excited for Superman and Lois and wants to get an idea of what Crisis is about before they go into the crossover, how would how would you explain that, Zach? Yeah, I I guess so. <laughs> it's it's something that is. Not a completely super complicated story, but is still very complicated. Um, so basically, DC had like they they had an issue or a problem, maybe you could call it, where they had tons and tons of different Earths and versions of characters and continuities, which was fine. That's just how comic books were. But they decided maybe we could simplify that and tell different stories. And so basically, the overarching thing of this is let's make everything on the same Earth more or less there's a a couple caveats to that but let's instead of having all of these infinite earths let's kind of squash that down and 
came up with the monitor and the anti-monitor to take care of that. So that's like the big overarching story that's going throughout this. But then the nitty gritty details of that is that you get to basically interact and see every character in the DZ canon at this point, which includes a lot of different iterations of Superman and Supermans and Lexes and good and evil versions of those and Lois Lane and Lana Lane and all of these uh, different Superman family of characters. Um, So it does, in my opinion, a very, very good job of juggling all those and presenting really unique like interactions between these different versions of the super characters um, that shows shows a lot about like what makes Superman and Lois special. Um, and they have some of the biggest moments throughout the entire series and kind of wrap up the entire series. So uh, there's definitely a very, very strong Superman um, focus and emphasis throughout this entire comic series even though there's a lot of other big important characters in this they are they're definitely like a good through line throughout it well said uh tough to tough to really come up with a simple way of describing crisis it is largely a destruction of the multiverse and rebuilding of the dc universe while also at the same time being a celebration of at that point 50 years of history it's a celebration of everything so there's a lot of great superman stuff but it's not just Superman. There are everything. It is a celebration of, like I said, 50 years where war heroes like Sergeant Rock, Old West characters like Jonah Hex, future characters, all kinds of characters, every character, all the different Earths are being brought together. And it's, uh, like I said, my favorite parts of it are being a celebration of those first 50 years of DC Comics history. Yeah. And you, I think you asked about like people are maybe familiar with the CW shows. So obviously there's going to be some differences because the the characters that we know from the Arrowverse shows um, are at different points or not even featured very heavily within this crossover. Like, for instance, Green Arrow doesn't have a whole lot to do in this crossover. Supergirl is involved quite a bit, and it's basically the same version of Supergirl that is on TV right now. And Barry Allen's Flash is in that, has a huge role. Um, Batwoman isn't in it at all. I don't think Batgirl is, is in it, but doesn't have a huge role. And then Black, yeah, Light- uh, Black Lightning's there and has a, a decent sized role. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of characters that just don't exist on the CW universe. And there's a lot that are important characters in CW that have not been used in Crisis. Yeah, but the, the thing about Crisis is that there are so many characters that they're juggling with anyways that it's not hard to use different versions of those characters to tell uh, the same kind of story points because the big overarching thing of there's a bunch of different Earths, a bunch of different universes, and there's the Anti-Monitor who wants to destroy all of these regular universes to give himself more energy. That is a, a big enough story place to go play in that they, you can basically throw any characters into that and still tell a pretty similar story to what happens in the comic. Yeah, like you said, the basic story is pretty simpler. simple. The Anti-Monitor wants to destroy everything, basically, and the heroes are trying to stop that. Now, within that, everything is on the table. Yeah. Uh, from DC's history in terms of mind control, time travel, multiverse, obviously, different versions of the characters. Really, anything is on the table in terms of sci-fi and everything. So you have heroes fighting heroes, villains fighting villains, heroes and villains actually fighting, all kinds of mixed matches and combinations of characters and everything like that. For Superman characters, like you said, there's a lot. Uh, I won't get into all of them, but there's the main Earth one, which was the main Earth at the time in the DC universe. Obviously, Superman and Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, Brainiac, Lana Lang, Supergirl, Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, Laurie Lamaris. There's tons of others like the Legion and whatever spinoff characters type of Superman that I won't get into. There's Earth 2, which is 
kind of the golden age, the original Superman. It's different. People have different opinions on that, but it's kind of the, the one who appeared in Action Comics number one, continuing to present day. So he's almost 50 years older from that point. He is married to his Lois Lane. They're, they're together. They've been uh, a couple for a while, married. There's Power Girl. There's Alexi Luther, who is the red-haired, not Lex Luthor, the original Lex Luthor, though. Earth-3 has Ultraman, which is the evil Superman, the inverse. That's that's where the Justice League are basically the crime syndicate, and there's evil versions of all the Justice League. Alexander Luthor is the only hero on that Earth. He's married to Lois Lane, Lois Luthor, and they have a, a son, Alexander Luthor Jr., who rapidly ages and is very important in the story. Uh, and there's also Superboy Prime, who Superman met just before the crisis began, and it is a boy who got the powers of Superman in our Earth, in the real world. So a uh, lot of Superman characters involved there. The story kind of starts out on Earth 3, and it's really a, a flip of the beginning of Superman, where two desperate scientists send their son off in an experimental ship to a world unknown, and that is Alexander Luther. So I really like that it starts with that. I think that'd be really cool if the CW started with that. I don't know how or how that would fit in or, or anything like that. We haven't heard any casting about Alexander Luther Jr., but that would be cool whether it's new actors in those roles or if it was John Cryer and Bitsy Tolick, that would just be weird seeing them together. And I think that would set <laughs> things up really well. Um, but again, I don't know how much of an emphasis they'll have on that. Yeah, I I think out of all of the characters and storylines that I'm unsure about if they're going to adapt it to TV, it's probably the whole Alexander Luther Jr. part um, in his, like you said, his rapid aging. And then the fact that he resonates with antimatter and matter and can transport people around and like he has a huge role in the crossover and is very, very pivotal, but I don't, I wouldn't be super surprised if they don't include him in the crossover and they find some other way to either use a, an existing character to, to fill a, a similar role or to even like just do some like science hand wavy magic sort of thing from all of the the different teams background characters if their labs um, combine and like come up with some gate or portal or something that can behave in the same way that uh he does yeah absolutely there's it wouldn't shock me if there's some consolidation like that i like seeing things as close to the comic as possible but i also understand when you're doing 12 issues and you can put as many characters in the background with as much dialogue you can give them each a, a dialogue bubble that's a lot easier when they're as opposed to a TV series where there's time limits, where you've got to pay each actor who talks and, and each one you bring in. So I kind of thought Oliver was going to, after season seven, play the role of Harbinger. Yeah. But they, they are, in fact, having the Lila Michaels Harbinger. So maybe they give her some of Alexander Luther Jr.'s powers where he can, where she can control the that um, or something like that. You know, I, I, didn't, I don't know how they'll handle that if they don't have Alexander Luther Jr., but that will be interesting to see. They might even give some of those powers to Oliver and he ends up sacrificing himself to save people in some way. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I don't, we don't know what the monitor can do on the CW. It seems like he can just kind of wave his hand and whatever he wants yeah. happens. So if, can he give Oliver those powers? Is that within his limit? I don't know. There are a lot of big Superman moments. Like you mentioned, what are kind of your favorites that jump out things that you would really like to see on the CW's version of crisis? Yeah. The, the interaction between uh, Supergirl and Superman is some of my favorite uh, of any comics that I've read or like in any media. Um, the way that Supergirl looks up to Clark and talks about him in such glowing ways. And basically 
describes what makes Superman such uh, an inspiring hero that people love. I really, really like that. She ends up sacrificing herself because of what she has seen Clark do and because of who he is. Um, well, Cal. And so I don't know if we'll see Supergirl die. Um, maybe she'll die and come back. I don't think they're going to kill her character off permanently. Um, but some sort of moment like that where we see Supergirl kind of acknowledge the the role that Cal has had in her life and what an inspiration he is to her, that would be really cool to see. Yeah, that's nice. And, and just them having experiences together, kind of like the first part of Elseworlds last year, where they could relate to each other, they could be a sounding board for each other and have that cousin relationship developed over years and working together now that they've done it a couple times. Um, seeing their relationship develop a little more could be cool. What do you think of the relationship between Earth-1 and Earth-2 Superman? They'd met a few, several times in the comics before this, uh, but this is one of the, the best stories between the two of them. Yeah, it's really cool because Earth-2 Superman has like, he can be kind of a, almost a father figure, but just like a an older, wiser mentor to Earth-1 Superman. But then they sort of flip those roles almost um, throughout the crisis. Like when once the Earths are combined and most of Earth-2 the older Superman's history has been erased. We see Earth One Superman get to like console him and kind of remind him what makes being Superman so great or what makes makes them Superman. So it's really cool. It's kind of weird to see because he's kind of talking about himself when he's talking to Earth Two Superman about yeah. like what you need to do to be such a great person. So it's kind of weird, but it's also really cool to like see that those two characters have that self knowledge of what makes them a hero, not just their powers or um, abilities, but how they act and react to situations. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder how they're going to handle those two, the similarities and differences, because I think there's a good chance Routh is, even though he's wearing a Kingdom Come costume, seems to be, from what Mark Guggenheim has said, someone is going to be taking the role of the Earth 2 Superman, where a little more older, a little more mature, uh, the Earth 2 Superman is more known for the grounded Golden Age type storylines, whereas the Earth 1 was totally fantastical and would fly across to whatever random planet on his lunch break and solve all the problems there and then come back and eat lunch and watch a movie and then okay i'm exaggerating here but they're they're a little bit different and but they're similar in a lot of ways and they're different in a lot of ways so assuming ralph superman and hecklin superman get a little bit of time to interact with each other i wonder how they will handle that yeah and speaking of some of the fantastical moments that especially towards the end uh when everything is is coming to a head and Superman, Superboy, and older Superman from Superman from Earth 2, all of them get to travel to the literal dawn of time, which might be the like craziest, most fantastical place they've ever gone or will go. So I it's really, really cool because it's in space and it looks insane and it's just like hard to even conceive of. So I don't know how how far down that path they'll go on CW, but I would love to see them just go completely all out and go to the beginning of the universe with uh, all of these different Superman characters. It would not shock me if they did that. I mean, if assuming there's going to be some sort of reworking of the timeline or some sort of merging or whatever, the, the going to the dawn of time is about as good of a way to do that as any. Uh, it'd be pretty crazy, crazy to see in live action. But yeah, I wonder how they will handle that. So if if we think Ralph is going to be Earth Two Superman, Hecklin is Earth One Superman, what is what's Tom Welling? doing with his role in all of this yeah so uh, this is confusing for for everyone listening because hecklin's earth 38 superman right we're assuming has the role of earth one uh superman uh my guess is tom Welling's role is smaller considering he was 
we heard about Hecklin and Ralph in July, and we heard about Welling just a couple days before shooting began. So I don't know. Maybe they thought he was, maybe they already had him written in, or maybe they wrote a bigger role, but I don't know that there is going to be that big of a role. Uh, is Tom Welling going to wear the suit? Because if not, I don't know that there's much time for him, uh, or much, much way to use him. I don't know. How do you think Welling's Clark and Superman could fit into this? Uh, I think most likely is, is like you said, he is going to be at Smallville and he's just Clark Kent and we'll see him maybe advise these two Superman and Supergirl, um, get to talk to them about some of the challenges he's focused or faced and he's settled down now. He and Lois are settled down and he can't get dragged in or something. Or maybe, just maybe, it would be really cool. He shows up at the last minute or something decked out in the suit and gets to to fight in the final battle i don't think that's going to happen but i would i would love to see something like that yeah my ideal way if he's going to be used in a limited role would be okay yeah I'll, I'll help you but i've got some issue going on here or there's antimatter wave already on my earth i gotta go yeah. try to fight that and then he shows up and in the final battle suited gets a really epic moment when like when things go things are down and after all these years here he is in the costume and, and ready to do that i don't know that i'm gonna expect that just to to get my hopes up, but yeah, it would be cool to see Tom Welling in costume. But I totally understand if he is not, and it's not something I have to see. I just hope he's. Yeah, I don't want to see him retired or anything like that. Because in the Smallville finale, we saw a flash forward to 2018, where he's in his prime. He's getting married to Lois. They're going to the wedding. He's going off to save the day right then. So I would not want to see him retired. Yeah. You could do something if he didn't want to wear the costume. Lex Luthor was president at this time. Michael Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor. So maybe he has done something temporary i think that would be a cool way to let the smallville earth live on but for whatever reason he welling superman can't fight right now whether he did something with a a red sun uh some trick of lex something like that if you had to write a way out but i don't want to just be like oh i'm retired sorry i don't want to help and then he doesn't help i don't don't want to see that yeah i i I agree with you that obviously my ideal world is to see him in a suit again a suit again i don't think that's going to happen but like you said i hope they have a story reason and they explain why he's not wearing his suit other than just like, oh, I don't do that anymore, like you said. So, yeah, that I got us a little off off the tracks there because I started thinking about Tom Welling. But there's there's a bunch of other stuff, Superman stuff to, um, you know, Lex Luthor and Brainiac teaming up. It would be really cool to see something like that. They have they have Brainy from the Legion on Supergirl, but I don't know. This is this is not him. This is the robot actual like giant ship version of Brainiac. Yeah, reading this last time, I was thinking of specifically seeing John Cryer's Lex Luthor and Blake Ritson's Brainiac from Krypton. Yeah. Finding a way to work those two together would just be awesome. Like, imagine seeing Blake Ritson in his skull ship and being like, hmm, seems like Earths are being destroyed. I should go do something about that because if Earths are destroyed, I am destroyed. Yeah. I'll go recruit this random Lex Luthor and we will do whatever. I don't know if they're going to get into that whole supervillains try to take over all the worlds if they have time for that or if they do a nod to that somehow. Uh, but I think that would be cool to see. Yeah, that's a that's another part of the story that I, I'm guessing would be one of the first things to get cut if they don't have time is the, the supervillains um, all teaming up and trying to capitalize on the chaos to control the Earths. Um, my guess is they'll probably just skip over that and just get, get to the part where the villains are helping trying to save everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. But I do hope a lot of villains show up that we, we've seen before. How do you think all of the, or the two of the Lois Lanes that we know about, obviously Brandon Routh wearing a Kingdom Come costume, 
doesn't necessarily mean good things for the Kate Bosworth version of Lois Lane. Uh, but how do you think Bitsy Tolick's Lois Lane and even Erica Durant's Lois Lane, how they will fit into this crisis? Yeah, so Bitsy Tolick, I we've already seen the picture of her and Iris with the the Book of Destiny. So I think they're going to be I'm I'm guessing is they're going to be like using their investigative journalism skills to be trying to solve some mystery, or maybe they're trying to find the Book of Destiny and then they get to use it. So I'm hoping we get to see good moments from them and actually being involved in some kind of material way. My guess is with Erica Durant, it's similar to Tom Welling as she'll be there at Smallville. I don't think she'll be heavily involved in the story but what would be cool is to see her like on tv or writing newspaper articles like reporting on what's going on in some way because that would be super easy to film you don't you could just do it wherever and she doesn't need to be with all the other actors even um but it would just be a really cool way to involve her um and maybe even in multiple episodes and show her being a reporter yeah i agree with that seeing them on the news that's a cool thing from the comic where lois and lana are both reporting on the news and and doing that, I think that'd be an easy way to fit them in. And yeah, I wonder just because of the image of the Book of Destiny, it looks like they're going to be able to do. Lois and Iris are going to be tracking down something. It's going to fit into the bigger story somehow. How? I'm not sure. Um, but that's. I hope they come up with a cool, cool thing to use for Lois within that. It looks like she's going to be getting in in the action, if not the fighting. Um, one thing with Crisis is this is not something for non-powered people. The comic book, especially, like you, you need your heavy hitters fighting the Anti-Monitor. Yeah. Batman is doesn't really do anything useful in crisis on infinite earth just as an example so how they fit in the non-powered people what they get to do will be really exciting and i hope lois gets something cool to do like you said obviously we're going to get there whatever's going on with their baby um but i wonder how they'll fit into the the bigger story of crisis yeah some of the other cool moments of superman related i like there there we get the one fight to stop the anti-monitor which is the death of supergirl we get another they go to the dawn of time. Then we get the final battle with the anti-monitor where Superman 2 just takes off. He has had enough. He pushes, punches Superman of Earth 1 out of the way, and he just unleashes on the anti-monitor. Gets to lay in the final blow to the anti-monitor. I don't know that whole a Superman, you know, Rouse Superman or anything like that will get a chance to do this, but I, I just think it's a really cool moment from the comic that I hope that somehow is acknowledged. Yeah, it's really awesome. And it shows his selflessness too, because he also, he literally like throws people out of the way to save them. Um, and at this point, Anti-Monitor has died, what, like six or seven times, we assume. Like, it looks like he has been dead. <laughs> He's a horror movie villain. Right. He's just like, oh, well, we, fi we finished off the Anti-Monitor and then he rises from the ashes. He is right. like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees rolled into one on a cosmic scale. Yeah, so he, this is this is not an easy task to actually put him down, uh, for for good. So yeah, it's it's a really really cool Superman moment. My guess is we won't see just Brandon Routh delivering the final blow at the end. We'll probably see more characters, but um, some version of of seeing super Superman's power on display would be really cool. Yes, and Earth Two Superman and Lois are kind of the emotional heart, especially of the mid to late parts. Again, this is a, a married couple that have been together for a while. They're a little older, and the they are the original two, if you look at it that way. The original two from Action Comics number one, the first superhero, and Lois Lane being there right from the start as well. They're kind of the, the background where Superman is worried that he won't get to see her again, and then it leads to the ending with the Paradise Dimension where Superboy Prime joins them. Yeah, and that's such a... That's a really, really beautiful way to, to end their characters, and it's a really, really touching 
uh, moment. Uh, it would be really cool to see them adapt that. Um, even like to make it look similar, that would be really cool. Yeah, and that's something I wonder uh, if they could do with Ralph Superman, if they're going to end that, um, because everything it sounds like it's going to be the ending. So what if he thought his Lois Lane and maybe his son Jason White from Superman Returns were dead, but it is revealed at the end, just like in the comic, that no, I, Alexander Luther Jr. saved your Lois. Maybe he saved Jason White, and that way they would take over kind of the role of Lois Lane and Superboy Prime from the comic and he would get reunited with them and get a quote unquote happy ending as happy as it can be with your earth being destroyed. Yeah. And even if they couldn't get the original actors for those parts, they could have it blurred out or some blinding light, but you just hear a voice or something. I would be perfectly fine with that. I wouldn't be upset, but yeah, that would be really cool as a way to, to wrap up um, his character, especially because um, Brandon Routh is leaving. He's not going to be on, uh, the CW shows anymore. So that would be just an absolutely great ending to his, uh, his career on this network. Yeah. And especially if you look at it, you know, Mark Guggenheim's saying he looks at it as Ralph Superman is the Christopher Reeve Superman from the first couple of Superman movies. So I'm not as vested invested in the Ralph Bosworth romance from Superman returns, but thinking of that as the Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder versions, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit more attached to them. So I would want them to get a happy ending and not just, Brandon Routh going out and sacrificing himself or, or whatever happens there. Yeah. Now let's address the big question in the room. Uh, their crisis on infinite Earths ends with one earth after having many. Do you think they're going to do that? And all these guest stars and everybody they're bringing in are just to wipe them out. Um, my guess is the death toll of this TV series crossover is going to be slightly less than the death toll from, um, the comic book, but that's not really a, a, a hard target to do um i don't know i really don't know i i think it would be really cool to to be a fairly close adaptation to to bring everything down to one earth that makes storytelling kind of weird and difficult going forward because if all of these heroes are on the same planet you have to keep your you can't have too huge of problems for them to solve because then you burn into questions of like well why doesn't supergirl just fly over and help the flash the next time that uh something is happening if they're on the same earth but all that being said, yes, I hope that they do merge everything down to one Earth. I'm not holding my breath on it, but I hope they do. Really? So you hope Smallville's Earth is wiped out from existence and Kevin Conroy's Batman Beyond basically never happened because Kevin Conroy's the DC animated universe was wiped out. You want to see all that? It's like, I don't know. I <laughs> It would be cool to see it all happen, but then in my head, I'm always going to know that those things really do exist. Like, because I can just go back and watch Smallville or Batman Beyond and it doesn't like go and delete all those episodes from my hard drive. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'm wanting to have my cake and eat it too, knowing that those Earths really do exist, but still seeing like just the dr the drama of actually seeing them all combined into one. If they did that, um, I, I don't want to see that. I want to yeah. see some merging, but I don't want to see the destruction of all. That's really kind of my my one problem with the the comic book, I don't know if problem's a good word. I, I I think it's a fantastic comic. I wonder what it would have been like if they had just started a new Earth. A new Earth. This is going to be the DC Universe going forward. Earth 662, whatever you want to call it. But Earth 1 and Earth 2 still exist. Um, they're just not going to be telling stories in those anymore. And that leaves the multiverse open while also allowing a fresh start for the DC Universe. Because uh, I don't think the multiverse is necessarily a bad thing when used, right? But one thing I do really like about Crisis is what they had Earth 1 and Earth 2, and there's some overlap there. 
but they also had Earth S because they acquired Captain Marvel and all the Shazam characters. They had the Charlton characters, the Blue Beetle, uh, all of those were on a different Earth, and Earth X was a different Earth. I could see a situation where m- my ideal thing would they would they would urge, merge Earth One and Earth Thirty Eight because there's no other, there's not really any conflict there, overlapping characters. Maybe Earth X, you know, bring in the Ray or whoever you want from there. Black Lightning's Earth, bring him, you know, bring Freeland from Black Lightning in as is, and then maybe you pull in Krypton or whatever you want to bring in Powerless because that's off the air. <laughs> um, you can bring in Green Fury from that or whoever. That's kind of what I would like to see personally. I But I, I'm kind of like Psycho Pirate at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't want, I want to live in the past or whatever. You know, I feel like that. I'm rambling on about living in the past, but I don't want to see Smallville wiped out in 2019. Even knowing they could do, if they did reduce it to one Earth, they could come back with Infinite Crisis or some other crossover in the future, which brings back the multiverse, brings back all those Earths. But I, it would be a little disingenuous from the CW to do that wipe out all those earths while also you know while saying we need one earth while also saying well there's also a movie universe going on right now that we're not gonna address or uh multiple movie universes maybe and the titans universe is going to be its own thing maybe that gets pulled in but it would be weird for them to do that and also i think it you lose some storytelling potential without the multiverse you can have hyper time and that kind of stuff but i think the multiverse can be good yeah the only i guess the only like issue i have with not destroying past earths is that like there has to be some there has to be some driving force like some tension and drama that is like because what else is the anti-monitor doing if he's not literally destroying universes like what makes him such a giant existential threat we need to see something getting destroyed as much as i don't want to see the smallville earth destroyed yeah i, I think it's a difficult question if you're gonna do christ on first there needs to be some big damage and i think some characters won't make it out you know i Part of me wants to say, well, what if you just take the Halle Berry Catwoman Earth? You can you can have that one. You yeah. know, you, I guess you can have the Powerless Earth. I like Powerless; thought it was kind of fun. But I guess you can have that Earth. Um, it, it would be kind of cheap just to take away those ones. Um, but I also think it would. You know, I don't want to see them wiped out. Another reason too is before Crisis on Infinite Earths, there were many crossovers where Earth two characters met Earth one or all that. So they'd they'd known each other for decades. And this, we're kind of just pulling in all of those other Earths and you would be shutting off the potential for crossovers down the line. And that would be a bit of a bummer. It would also feel kind of cheap for them to, for the CW to just pull in a bunch of these Earths, destroy them all. And then meanwhile, leaving all of their characters safely intact. And that's something Marv Wolfman kind of addressed. He wanted to, in the comic, he wanted to kill off some of his characters, even if he created new ones just to kill them off Mm -hmm. besides just killing other ones. So I don't know. I think it's a delicate balance. But I hope uh, there's not that. But I do th- I do think there needs to be some major changes. I'm thinking Earth-1 and Earth-38 merging is something that I would most like to see for Superman and Lois. Just having them all on the, the same Earth together would be nice. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah. And the they could very easily show the destruction of these past Earths and then reverse it in some way. They already they have time travel. They have Barry Allen. They, I think the teaser shows him on the cosmic treadmill. Uh, there's all kinds of... it's crazy and huge enough that they could just say they're reversing it and even if we did see these earths get destroyed which we have seen a little bit of we could see them come back in some way yeah that's all a a fair point and i have no idea how they're going to uh handle all that anything else in terms of earth 38 clark and clark superman and lois that you want to see i know i thought the wedding was a possibility but considering they're married i don't think that's the case and I, i didn't expect it to take up a big portion but 
that would have made sense to me as like an end thing where there's a bunch of destruction and death and then they have a wedding to end on an uplifting note. Um, I don't know how much of the baby we're going to get to see just because I, I don't know how that's going to fit into a, an event like this. Um, but anything else you want to see from them? Yeah, the only I guess I just want to see a good amount of interaction between them because uh, like we kind of touched on earlier, there is the the issue that the non-powered characters are not going to be at the same place and same time that the powered characters are. So like Heckland Superman is going to be off doing something completely different than Betsy Tullock's Lois Lane. So hopefully some way for them to be communicating or see enough of them in, um, with the baby on Argo bef- before all of this starts or some way they meet up again and like kind of touch base and figure out where everybody is. I'd like to see good um, interaction between them. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to fit all that in. They could definitely be, I could see a situation where they're in this honeymoon type of bliss with a new baby and then they get pulled in bam into a major crisis and how do they deal with that how do they adjust to that and like going from thinking about changing diapers to okay now this guy is trying to destroy all that exists i think that could be difficult for them so i'm excited to see how they handle that together and also how they obviously how they interact with the rest of the dc characters but also clark interacting with other versions of clark lois interact interacting with the other version of lois seeing how they're similar how they're different i think could be really fun yeah and in those interactions between the two Clarks and the two Loises, um, it would be really cool to like just a few small stories, even if it's it's things we haven't seen, just like talking about, oh, this one time this thing happened and I learned this from this, whatever. But like setting up some future stories that maybe we could see in either flashbacks or a, some sort of way on the new Superman and Lois TV show, that would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing with the show coming is that if they don't get a bunch of time together, at least we can say, well, there's more coming. So as much as I'd like to see a lot of them, uh, hopefully there's at least more to come and, and that will get to address more of those things. But I do hope they have a good role. I hope this kind of kind of establishes Superman and Lois as big players in the DC universe and the CW's version of the DC universe is. However, they establish themselves more going forward while keeping in mind there's dozens of characters that are going to be serviced that have nothing to do with that so trying to keep expectations in check and how big of a role they have yeah any other uh superman actors you'd like to see cameo there's a ton that you could look at from from the history i mean john hames newton and gerard christopher and stacy hyduke from superboy it'd be cool if stacy hyduke's lana lang was one of the ones reporting the news even as a nod to that universe uh dean kane terry hatcher and john shea from lois and clark there's other smallville cast uh there's animation tim daly tim daly george newburn dana delaney Superman Returns, other people, like Sam Huntington is Jimmy Olsen. Maybe he's older and taking on a, a bigger responsibility in the Daily Planet. Anything that jumps out to you? Uh, yeah. First of all, I'll just say yes to any one of those. Any one of those that want to be on there, that would be awesome. Dean Cain, Terry Hatcher, that would be really cool to see in some way because this this new show is basically the, I don't know, if reboot's the right word or like spiritual uh, continuation of it. So it'd be cool to see them involved in some way. And they've both already featured on Supergirl so they have they've appeared and they could already they could come in in some way that would be really cool to see yeah absolutely I think they make a lot of sense to show up and I'd like to see any and all of them too of course I just you know I would like to see all of this you know get six or seven supermen together and have them punching the anti-monitor and doing all that I think you could do a lot of fun stuff with that but uh, we shall see we did get a little bit of feedback Uh, I asked for predictions for crisis on infiniters one was a tweet from Bob at STE Bob 1984, who said, predictions, John Kent will be aged up to a teenager and play a role similar to Alexander Luther in the Crisis comics. What do you think of that? That's a, that's a really good idea, especially because with the TV show, I don't think 
we've we've already found that it's not going to be a baby it's going to be like a, a teenage son that they have so that would be a great store in story explanation of why this kid is older even though we've seen pictures of him as a baby and it hasn't been that long since we found out that lois was pregnant yeah i would i'm a little more mixed on that I w- it would make sense for crisis to use him in a role similar to alexander luther only down thing downside is when the superman and lois show starts John Kent, part of what I like about John Kent is that, you know, he's nine or 10 years old when, yeah. when he picks up in comics and he spent all of that time with, with Clark and Lois. So he is a reflection of Clark and Lois by being raised by them for 10 years. And if you just rapidly age him, you kind of miss all that. And also we wouldn't be able to get to see Lois and Clark with a two-year-old, a three-year-old, uh, anything like that. And, and you wouldn't even be able to do that in flashbacks in a situation like that if you're going to rapidly age him. So that would be a little bit disappointing to me. Um, but it would make sense within the context of crisis. Yeah. Uh, Bob also said, predicted that Clark, the Tom Mullen Clark will seemingly die early on, but return to end up saving Lois. Erica Durant's Lois. I would love to see, uh, Tom Mullen's Clark do something heroic, um, in some capacity. We've, we touched on that a lot earlier, but yeah, this would be, this would be one way to, to do that. That would be cool, especially because they have Tom Mullen and Erica Durant's having them, um, save each other, help each other. That would be really cool to see. That's not a bad idea if you can get Tom Welling for just one suit scene in the costume. I don't. Again, I don't know if we'll do that, but it would also make sense. And you wouldn't even need the costume for that. What if the Anti Monitor, like he does in the comics, he targets the Flash because the Flash is able to travel the multiverse. Well, Tom Welling Superman is about as powerful as any character in the DC multiverse has been. Maybe you could say that Christopher Reeve Superman's up there. So it would make sense for him to target Tom Welling. Let me freak out on the Smallville season 11 comics here in that they had a crisis where they saved the day and you know, it ended with a crisis type thing. A little bit different from this one, but similar thing. So what if he, Anti-Monitor, already knows about Tom Welling's Superman and wants to take him, abducts him, later he breaks out and, and is in the final fight just to get my hopes up more than I should. Yeah, and that would be a great way to both have Tom Welling have a huge role in the crossover while also not having to have him be on screen all time all the time mm-hmm. and you know using your resources wisely and not having to film for a long time with him so yeah that would be a really really cool way to use his character yeah uh we also got an email from rose you can email us at superman and lois podcast at gmail.com you can also send us feedback on twitter at tv superman lois rose says do you think supergirl will die maybe as a fake out and do you think superman will fight the anti-monitor at the end or will it be more of a team up so, so kind of asking about that superman over two punching the anti-monitor yeah, so two two of my absolute favorite moments. I mean, it's hard to say Supergirl dying is a, a favorite moment, but two of the the biggest, uh, most impactful moments from the crossover, um, both of which probably won't happen very similarly to how they happened in the crossover or in the comic. I bet I maybe Supergirl will die um, as a some like appear to die and then not die and then come back in some way, um, but. The thing that I really loved from the comic is while she's doing that, while she's making the decision to sacrifice herself, she's kind of giving this speech about why she's doing it because she's learned how to be a hero from Cal from watching him. So I hope we get to see something along those lines. Um, I don't know how you feel about seeing Supergirl die. I I don't think we're going to see it unless it's a fake out. I don't think, obviously, she's got a show to to lead, so I don't think that's just not going to happen. Um, but maybe there's a fake out or maybe there's an alternate earth version either played by Helen Slater or a different actress or maybe a different earth's version of the Melissa Benoist as she's a different earth's version of Supergirl or Power Girl or something like that. Wouldn't shock me if they tried to figure out that nod in there somewhere. 
But as for the final fight with Anti-Monitor, um, I'm guessing it's going to be more of a group thing. I'm guessing Oliver Queen's going to get a big moment. As much as I'd like to see Superman involved there, I think they're going to take it of Earth 2 Superman was the first superhero of that DC universe. So now they're going to give that moment to Oliver Queen being the first one of the, the CW's modern universe. Yeah, and obviously this this podcast is completely dedicated to Superman and Lois and their role in all of this. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that this crossover is about wrapping up a lot of uh, long years worth of storylines and TV shows for characters who are not in any way really related to Superman and Lois. So like you said, I think the big huge moments, the the final fight, the whoever wins the day, I think that's going to be given to somebody who like Oliver or Barry, someone who has been on these shows for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Oliver, because we, you know, I don't know if he's going to die, if that's a bit of a fake out, but I think he will, just because we know his show's wrapping up, I think it'll give him the, the big moment. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all for our Crisis Preview. We will be back next after we have seen some of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think the first three parts, we're planning on doing an episode after that, maybe more. Uh, however, we get into that when that comes out after December 8th through the 10th, those three episodes. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at TV Superman Lois, email Superman and Lois podcast at gmail.com with any thoughts or feedback or questions that you want, on, want read on the show. Thanks for listening. And remember, as Superman would say, we live on remembering and honoring the past, but always looking to the future. Thank you.